Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and today we're talking about how do you choose what to eat. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. Welcome back. All right, so before I get into the introduction of today's topic, I just want to remind everybody to make sure they follow us on the social medias, YFLF Podcast. Also go to yourfoodlooksfunny.com to check out all older episodes and also donate to the show while you're on there. We need your support to keep going. We appreciate you listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, by the way, please give us five stars if you're enjoying the show and uh, write us a little review that really goes a long way to helping us prosper. Now, getting into today's topic about how to choose what you eat. This is less about telling you how to choose it and just talking about the conundrum of how do we actually do it in general? This topic came about because almost like every other day, um, me and my wife ask each other, well, are you hungry? Yeah. Well, what do you want to eat? And then we both look at each other with that stale face of we don't know. We're waiting for the other person to choose what to eat. And nobody gives an answer until it becomes a staring contest. Until we go our separate ways for you know an hour or two. And we're still stuck at the point of we're hungry. What are we going to eat? And normally it gets to a point where we're so hungry, we just choose something old and reliable to go with. It's somewhere in the rotation of burgers, pizza, chicken, something basic, something basic, something quick, something I don't have to cook. Let's keep it that way. But today we ended up going with a local restaurant that we hadn't had in a while. So it was a little bit different, but still something we're familiar with. And I've talked about this before about trying new food and just eating food in general. So eating the same thing over and over, it becomes monotonous. You get tired of it. And I think me being a picky eater as a kid accelerated this process. I wanted the same rotation. I had a rotation of restaurants that I was basically eating at because my mom was a cook. She didn't feel like cooking when she got home. So I got home cooked meals, maybe when she was off, but when she worked, she would bring me fast food. So I'd rotate between my Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, you know, pizza, wings, whatever rotation I had going at the time was what I was going to be eating. And as I got older, uh, I pretty much continued that rotation, even if it was just me buying my own food, still rotating between fast food restaurants because I didn't feel like cooking until I went to culinary school and, you know, expanded my palate a little bit. Those were the exciting years of eating, the exciting years. I'm giving you the prequels to where we're getting back to today and present day. But back in the early days of you know, fresh in culinary school and getting to try all these new foods and this upscale stuff. And I want to say for free, but it wasn't for free because I paid for school, obviously. But, you know, getting to try all this stuff on the school's dime based off of your tuition was great. You know, you, you were getting a meal five days a week, most of the time, unless we were in baking class and you had to eat bread or trade out pies to the meats, uh, students to try to get some good food, but eating this good food and, getting to try new things and you were already cooking anyway as, as part of your lesson. So you got to try all these new things and it was exciting and it was great. And it, and if it feels like I'm looking off into the distance as I reflect on this time, it's because I am, it's absolutely because I am because nowadays I don't get that same feeling. We fast forward to the present day, you know, 12 years 12, 13, 13 years, Jesus, 13 years beyond culinary school. And and I've just been working in the food industry ever since. 
And so I've seen many different types of foods and many different combinations of things down to the point of now where I'm just tired of stuff. There isn't anything new that I see. And I can only imagine if A, you're at home and you don't cook that often or you haven't uh, really expanded what you've eaten over your lifetime, how monotonous it may seem. It's just I'm eating to survive. I'm not actually going to enjoy a meal but every so often where you get to go splurge at, you know, whatever your favorite place is that you don't have around as much. And it's just it's tough to deal with every day, every day, every day trying to figure out what you want to eat. And it's even worse if you're overly picky and there's no criteria on who I'm calling picky. If you know you don't eat, you know, seafood or you're allergic to something or you're just on a strict diet of I'm not having it, you know, you run into walls of how many options you can have. So there are a lot of parameters when it comes to hitting that uh, that rookie wall when it comes to trying new food. You always want to have an option. And I'm sure there's a small percentage of people who are OK with having the same rotation of meals. It's, it's fine to know that you've planned ahead of time or you have a set parameter of if we can't figure out what to eat. These are the five meals that we're going to choose from and you're happy with it. That's great for you. But in my case, I like to be excited by inspiration when it comes to food. That's part of the reason why I went into the culinary industry in the first place is because I got to be hands on. I got to be creative. I got to experiment. I got to try new things, not only making, but eating these new things. So I like I think I get more enjoyment out of making new things than I do trying them. And that's part of the wall I have run into is that I would rather make it and let somebody else try it and then go eat the thing that I'm used to than to eat the new thing that I've just made myself. Because I just want to take a little bite out of it, you know, get the gist of what I just made and move on. I want little samples of a lot of things. I don't want a lot of one thing because it'll just ruin it for me. Just ruin it. It's just it's just terrible. So back to today. Myself and my wife have this conversation more times than not. And it's probably because she's pickier than I am. And I get overwhelmed with trying to decide what to eat based off of the fact that I get tired of eating stuff quickly. So limited, we have limited options between the two of us of what to decide on what the meal of the day is going to be. So we've been doing a lot of you know, hustling and, and shuffling over the past couple months. So we haven't had a chance to be at home like we were, you know, the first 12 months or so of COVID. So now that we're back on our normal schedule, we restarted HelloFresh. And if, if nobody heard me talk about HelloFresh, HelloFresh is uh, an app or a website where you can choose meals. So they send you the ingredients for the meals that you choose. It depends on what kind of plan you pick. You can pick three meals a week for however many people, I think two to four people or something like that. And they send you the ingredients every week and you make the ingredients based off of their recipe cards, but it helps you choose ahead of time what you're going to be eating. So you have a meal, a meal ready in order to go that day. And it makes it a little bit easier. And they give you a good expansive menu to choose from. And if you want to try them out, you can go to your foodlooksfunny.com. There's a banner on the homepage that can get you, I think it's $70 off. But check out the website, your foodlooksfunny.com. It's on the homepage. 
in the banner. You just click the banner and it'll, you know, show you all the details of how to get it. And I think you have to be a first time user. So if you've used HelloFresh before, I don't think you qualify. But if you haven't used it before, give it a try and you can get some money off of your first few boxes if you go to the website. But we just started it again. And some of the meals were, were pretty basic. And we what we do is we save the recipe cards. So if we decide that, hey, we want to make this again and HelloFresh has changed the menu because they change the menu every week. But if they've changed the menu, we can go back and make this meal later. So I think that needs to be one of the things that we implement is having reserved recipes that don't take long because most of these recipes don't take long. Most will top out at 40 minutes or so. But, you know, some can get down 20 minutes. It just depends on what you choose and how complex it is. But they don't take long to cook. You don't have to be, you know, Bobby Flay or, you know, Wolfgang Puck in order to whip up these. They're fairly straightforward. They give you all the ingredients. It takes very simple tools to execute them. Very easy to use. But it gives you a little differential between what you're used to eating and going so far to create a meal from scratch in your head. And I know that's part of the problem with choosing a meal, it, at least with us, is just coming up with the creativity of what can I make? When I was at work, this was easy. I had, you know, a, a huge storeroom. I had a huge cooler and freezer and all these spices. And I had a stove on and, you know, the oven and fryers and grills and smokers. I had all this stuff at work, but at home, it doesn't quite work that way. So people expect me to be the chef at home and my home isn't set up like that. We live in an apartment. Like I, I wish I had the kitchen set up like I did at work to be able to commercially produce stuff like that. I'd have no problem cooking for people if that were the case. But unfortunately, uh, I don't think I can just reproduce work meals at home. So when people joke about, hey, when you're when are you going to cook for me? Uh, it depends on when you get commercial grade equipment in your home. Come on. So at the moment, I think you're just going to have to go to the particular restaurant that I work at, whatever it is at the time. And that's no disrespect to the people, family members, friends that have supported me and my job in the past. I appreciate it. But when it comes to me cooking stuff, there has to be some forethought into it. And I don't want to get too far off into a tangent here, but when it comes to choosing what you want to eat, if I'm part of the help that you want a meal from, please give me advance notice. Don't sign me up for multiple hundreds of people and think I'm just going to be able to whip it up like I got the backing of 20 cooks because I don't. That cook that you know that's a great cook, don't just sign them up for extensive things. It doesn't work that way. Cooking takes a lot of space, help. Uh, you know, equipment and things to be able to execute stuff. The the greatest cook in the world ain't just going outside with a fire pit and a machete and then being able to whip up a meal with a cast iron pot. It takes time and preparation to do these things. And that's what deters me from doing a lot of cooking at home is now I know I'm already at the point of hunger. I'm already there. So I don't want to spend too much more time preparing the meal after I'm already getting yelled at by my stomach. It's time to go at this point. And funny enough, you'll run into these stories like, like any millennial, I went on to Google. So I Googled this, choosing what to eat or deciding what to eat, whatever I, I just typed in there. And it came up with apps. Of course it did because it's the internet. It came up with apps on how to choose what to eat. And most of the stuff it came up with 
was good, but it still had me doing the searching. And this is, you know, we're in, in a new, we've been in a new millennium. This, this stuff is settled in. Apps are a regular thing. Why can't you decide for me? I know this sounds super lazy, super entitled and all this. And anybody who may be of an era where, you know, you just had meals being cooked or, you know, you, you can make those decisions. This is a tough decision nowadays. People are busy. We got so many things mentally going on. And if you don't, congratulations to you. But in my head, there's a lot of stuff going on. I have to write a to-do list. I just had to write buy a whiteboard the other day just to write stuff behind me and make it easier because I, I couldn't find paper enough, enough paper to write down my ideas quickly enough. But by the time I find the piece of paper, part of my idea is gone just that quick. So I had to get a whiteboard to be able to turn around and be like, Okay, yeah, this is my idea. I need to write this. Boom, it's down. And in the process of that, I'm getting more and more hungry. While searching stuff on the computer today, my computer drops down to 40%, goes into battery saver mode, so I plug the charger in. At this point, I'm supposed to be coming up with stuff for an episode and thinking of things to eat tomorrow, right? That's what I've set the goal of myself to do. What am I going to eat tomorrow? What episode am I going to record? Plug the computer in. I blink and the computer's at 100% because I've been sitting here for like two hours getting lost in the whirlwind of the internet. That's the day and age that we're in. Your hunger is erased by looking at a screen. It hurts. It hurts when you come out of that internet coma, that social media coma, that, that Google search coma, whatever you're in, that you just miss hours of your day only to wake up from it and realize that, hey, I'm hungry. And wait, it's 11 o'clock already. Tough, right? Tough. So I did an episode. I, I didn't reference what number it is. Uh, I probably should have done that, but I was too busy procrastinating on figuring out what to eat. So it got lost in the shuffle of that too. Forgive me. But the episode was kind of giving people insight as to what to keep in their cabinets, their refrigerators, their freezers, in order to be able to create that last minute meal with little effort. So certain ingredients to keep, you know, dried pasta and, and different sauces and pre-made things and stuff you can microwave really quickly. Hey, it's not the ideal situation that you want to be in. Everybody would love to have a great home cooked meal that only took you five minutes. But the reality is those things don't happen that way. It's not that easy. Even the best of us, even the ones with the, the fastest knife skills and the pre-made this and the, the, microwavable that you still don't feel like doing it. You would rather drive 30 minutes because essentially that's what my day becomes. If I need to go get food, it's going to take at least 15 minutes to get there. You order, or if you order through the app or whatever, that means you had to stop and spend five to 10 minutes to order on the app. You drive 15 minutes. If I'm lucky, get the food and then drive 15 minutes back home. So in all I've spent 40 or 45 minutes. Remember earlier I said, you could make one of these HelloFresh meals in 40 minutes or less. And I wouldn't have had to drive anywhere, put shoes on, pants on, whatever I didn't decide to do that day. I could do it from the comfort of my home. It's kind of the same decision I made when I decided to start cutting my own hair about seven years ago. I've only had one slip up in seven years, but I've saved myself plenty of time of not having to book barbers or, you know, wake up early and sit in line or pay that extra 20 bucks every two or three weeks that I was paying. It, it's worth it. 
it's worth it. And if I could only wrap my head around doing the same thing with cooking a meal, the only problem is I got to do it every day. And that's what makes it tough. Well, I hope this was of some help to clear up your own mind. And I know it's an everyday thing that a lot of us go through of picking a meal. It's tough. It's tough out there. But I appreciate you hanging with me as I ranted about it a little bit. I'm going to come up with a more concise way of getting that point across and maybe a way to help others after I've achieved my own flaws and gotten past them. But I appreciate you listening. Check out the website, yourfoolisfunny.com, social media, YFLF podcast, and I'll come up with something for you guys to listen to next week. All right.